and it's recording so hey guys welcome to not another fitness podcast uh, a space dedicated for getting to know or to getting to know the person behind the the whiteboard or the chalkboard um, I have a very special guest on this show tonight um, or not tonight this today or <laughs> yes today um, Nicholas Gacho uh, bodybuilding bodybuilding expert uh, he's been doing bodybuilding for a while he's gonna get into it right now um, competed in different bodybuilding competitions Back in 2016, he did the Vegas Desert Classic. I'm looking down because I'm at, I'm looking at my notes, guys. Vegas Vegas Desert Classic, uh, Jay Cutler, 20, that was in 2016, the Jay Cutler Vegas Desert Classic. He placed third, right? Novice yeah. middleweight. What's what's the weight for that? Uh, the novice middleweight, uh, you could go down to 186. Okay. 186. Damn, I'm like 30 pounds off of that weight. Uh, <laughs> and then last year, he competed in the California State Muscle Contest where he placed the fifth in a classic physique. So um, I've known Nick since, I want to say 2016, back to my days when I was coaching in Silmar High School. Um, We actually, it was, yeah, it was kind of not, not weird, but we ended up meeting in the weight room. So uh, back in the day, soccer team, it wasn't the norm for them to go into the weight room. So I started working with the program. I started bringing them into the weight room and then Nick was in charge of the after-school program, so we actually worked for two separate after-school programs, but we ended up being in the same weight room. Um, so, yeah, Nick did the weightlifting program after school um, with Mike Monte. so shout-out to Mike. I know he's, he's doing his, power, go- his power lifting Mike, he's doing really well. Him and his brother are a beast, dude. Him and his whole team. Hopefully I can yeah. have him on here one of these days. Um, so, yeah, so that, Nick and I met about 2015, 2016. We were in the same weight room. Um, and then from the get-go, we kind of just we, – we got along really well just because we're both very passionate about what we do in our field. Obviously, right, very right. different approaches to training. But I, I do think that, obviously, there's always going to be a space for bodybuilding. And if you're going to do it, you might as well do it right. So I know I had, a, I had some people – I had actually a few – a big amount of people always asking me stuff about bodybuilding. Um, I don't know much about it like, right. like Nick does. So – might as well reach out to an expert. So, guys, without fur- further ado, <laughs> that was a very long intro. Uh, Nicholas Gacho, <laughs> he's going to take over. So, I guess the first question, Nick, is always, how, how did your whole, how did your whole f- experience in the whole fitness or fitness and wellness in- industry start? Like, did it start at a young age or, or how did that get going? Or, well, it started at a young age. Um, football. Football, we had a coach, uh, I remember Coach Huma, mm-hmm. um, and then the Coach Tony, you know, they came at us because I was ready to be in the football stage where they're like, oh, you're too small. You got to, you know, you got to get up and wait. Yeah. We got to build muscle, you know what I'm saying? So um, they're the first one in football, I was running back, so they didn't want to tell me how to lift weights and got serious about it. And, you know, I started getting a little size, something crazy, you know what I mean? This little size, yeah. I felt strong, you know, doing strength and conditioning for football, and that's pretty much how I got into it. Okay. You know, I played. Um, Football for two years in high school. Um, that's as far as I took it in. I tried to play a couple of times in uh, um, college, but it just didn't pan out the way I wanted it to pan out. You know, so. But I always fell in love with the sport because lifting weights to me was all about like mentally, physically. I knew that weights would you know break me now, but at the same time build me stronger. So that's one of the reasons I gravitated to it. Yeah, well, you got an interesting transition, right? You started lifting for performance in, in terms of football. And then you made the transition into more of a um, aesthetics, right? More physique, the look and all that stuff. But um, yeah, that's, I, I feel like that's always an interesting transition. What high school did you go to? 
I went to a small school called uh, Discovery Charter Preparatory. Very small school. We we're the first of the class of that school, but uh, through the time, it started getting bigger and bigger. Okay, and that's that's here in the valley. And that's here in San Fernando Valley. Now they moved to Eldridge in Summer, California. The school's in Summer, oh, but when I but it was in uh, Pacoima. Got it. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know where Summer, California is, because um, I know it's a really small town, yeah. we're, we're like twenty minutes north of LA, downtown LA. And we are like, again, same distance, 15, 20 minutes south from Santa Clarita. That's if you're going on the five north. So somewhere around there, um, San Fernando Valley, very Silmar, well, Silmar part of the San Fernando Valley, very small city. But um, as you can tell, I've already mentioned a few people who come out of the valley and they're all involved in the health and fitness industry. Um, so what are you up to now? How um, you made your transition from playing football in high school and then you went on to going going from performance to more of a bodybuilding um to the sport of bodybuilding what so talk to us about your experience in terms of of that sport what what when did you ever get that first like itch to to start competing in in bodybuilding well what happened they used a club called uh usa fitness it was the first of the club before they branched out and started having different locations well Went there in the valley, like high schoolers, uh, adults, uh, older people, whoever, everybody. That was the gym to go to. So I remember, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember I fell off the gym for a while, and I remember I I was like, you know what? I got to get back in shape. So I went to USA Fitness, got into the gym, and I started just paying attention. You know, I thought I was big, but I was I didn't weigh nothing but one one and maybe seventy pounds, but I thought I was yoked up until I went to the gym. I signed up. And I looked around, and this is one short dude. But that short dude was huge. I was like, yo, hold up. Like, yeah. Who is this guy? Uh, get to find out that that's, that ended up going to be my brother to today. But he's the one where I really wanted to get a bodybuilding. I said, man, he could get this big, and then he could just look good for the ladies and all that, and then still go ahead and make money off of this? Like, hold up. I want to be a bodybuilder. And that's when I started. And I that's started kind of in 2013 i remember that yeah i actually i actually went to that gym and um funny story so you you had a brand prior i don't know if you're still i don't know if you're still um i don't know what's going on with that brand but you started as it's like superfly fitness right that was that was a brand in the beginning and um i I actually do remember people because i used to go to that gym too like you said everybody in somewhere went to that gym it was like the only fitness center at the time that actually that was worth it I remember people wearing those t-shirts. So um, we'll, we'll talk about that right now. But so you met, uh, what, what was what was this guy's name? The, your, your, the person that you said? Carl Taylor. There you go. Taylor. Uh, yes. So you met him at, uh, at the US US. And then he's the one that convinced you to. Um, it's not that he convinced me. Uh-huh. It's not that he convinced me. It's the fact that I saw him and I saw his work ethic. So Got I was like, I like that. And plus he had a nice physique on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm a real one. You know, yeah. sometimes you want to see people better than you. You're going to look over like, wow. I was like, how do I, I want to look like that. Like, I want to get as big as that. I want to look as conditioned as that. How do I do that? And then that's how it all started. Yeah. So, so he more so inspired you more than anything. right? He inspired yeah. you. So how is, how is prepping for a contest? How, how difficult is it or, what, what what would you say is the hardest part? Because you can be uh, back in 2016. Uh, right? You know, you know, it, it was very tough because at the end of the day, I honestly, 
I didn't know 100% what I was doing at that time for the first show. Okay. So my expertise came in a little bit later on. But the first time, all I know is do a lot of cardio. I try to eat six times a day. But what to eat six times a day is what I had to learn uh, from my first show towards my second show. Um, So um, you want to isolate yourself from people. Uh, You get irritable once you start carb depleting. Just like you're feeling emotions that you never felt before because you're depriving your body. So it was difficult. It was difficult, but I kind of understood the sacrifice that I needed to get to a level where I could compete and step on stage. Got it. Got it. Now, I think you, you bring up a very good point. Um, and I think uh, like in our, in our industry or in terms of people reaching what their, what their goal is, obviously, like, I think a lot of general population, they're, they're going for that aesthetic goal, right? They're trying to change their body composition. Um, and I think you nailed a very important point. You, you mentioned that what you ate really made a big difference, right? And and um, how how important was that? Because it sounds like you might have made a lot of changes from 2016 to 2019 in terms of what you ate. What what changes or what or adjustments did you make in terms of what you ate from 2016 compared to 2019? Well, you know, you got to be very careful because by the like if you're off you're off so you have to understand when to lower your protein so you have your mac- macronutrients correct you have your carbs your fat, and your proteins so the the tricky thing about that is understanding when to lay off for all of them if you lay off it too soon you get too small if you do too much cardio you get too skinny like it's 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 minute you have to understand exactly and gradually work your way into the show to a point where you peak yeah. uh so the difference is like i was doing a lot of carb depletion uh, fats up, fats up, carb depletion to the point where I brought all of them down. Mm-hmm. And those things honestly will make you feel like uh, you don't want to do this no more. Plus adding the cardio, you know what I'm saying, on top of that. Um, so just understanding that nutrition, understanding how carbs work and everything like that into my next show when I got a little bit better than the first show was very vital to understanding that. So Nutrition plays a huge role in what you're trying to accomplish for your fitness goal. Yeah, um, and again, like I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because on your post you're very big on on getting work done, but then you you always make an emphasis about what you eat is kind of part of, of that work because I'll, right. I'll consistently see your um, your stories and and your meal prepping or your cooking or you're up early in the morning, right? So I, I think you do a great job, and it comes across when when you're trying to share what you do with your life because. You're you're very open about what it takes to to get to get stuff done, right? And yeah, like I always see you posting um, you up early in the morning, right? And um, I remember, like I don't know, like I want to say like a year or so ago, you were eating a lot because you were bulking, right? So so sometimes you weren't hungry, and, and like that's what it takes. And I don't think it's something that I, like I would want to preach to the masses, where it's like, oh, you got to eat when you're not. Um, when you're not hungry, but I, what I, I think what we do need to decipher there is when you do have a goal, there's exceptions that need to be made. Right. And, and for you, it's always right. to do whatever it takes to get this done. And your goal is to get, to, to get big, right. For that, for that whole, well, get done, but at the same time, it's important being safe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think you do a great job of doing that on your profile or on your stories or, or your lives, because you also do share lives. Um, Right. That that's very important because I I think we we do need to bring a lot of awareness. Everybody's very comfortable with going to the gym and getting the work done there. But I always tell people, you're in the gym for an hour. That's four percent of your day. Shout out to my to my friend Ashley who 
who always preaches 4%. But when you think about it, when you put it in, into perspective, you're in the gym 4%, which leaves 96% of your time to do everything else right. And that that's where the, the real gains and sacrifice need to happen. And right. you do a really good job of addressing that because um, again, you're always, you're always on your, you're always on your uh, meals and, and you preach good sleep, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, like um, recovery, all that you, so it's, it's, again, it's, it's a breath of fresh air to get this new insight on bodybuilding, especially with your approach, right? You're, you're bringing this awareness and this freshness into that, into that sport where, yes, I like get, there's times that where it's going to suck, but that's, that's across any sports, right? There's just certain parts of the season that suck yeah, more yeah. than others. Any sport that you do, regardless if you call it a sport, but I feel like if it's anything that has to do with a physical activity, because yeah. people could debate, is bodybuilding a sport? They can debate that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if it's anything that has to do with activity, having to lift weights, having to train, it's a sport. That's how I look at it. And, you know, like I said, um, but people need to eat for their goals. That's yeah. the difference. I just so happen to do bodybuilding. Yeah. But I tell well, yeah, maybe you could build a foundation off for me, but at the same time, take what I take and, and, and take it for yourself to understand it's all about the hard work, the dedication, the consistency, no matter what you're doing. But I always preach, whatever you're doing, so if you're doing strength and conditioning, whatever, you have to eat towards those goals. Exactly. You can't eat like a bodybuilder. But you use the same foods as a bodybuilder, but they're going to have to be portion different. That's why I try to make sure people understand that. You know what I mean? And again, like that's that's very important because like I do consider bodybuilding a sport just because I th- I think that the sport requires for for whatever person that's participating in the sport to do things that aren't necessarily like I'm going to use the word natural right, but I don't know if that's adequate right. word. Just like if you're a runner, right? Like you're running like you're running unrealistic miles sometimes, like stuff that maybe we weren't designed to do. Um, when you when you're in bodybuilding uh, again, like you have to program because you want certain things to happen throughout whatever part of the season you're on. And then towards the end, like you deplete yourself of carbs, like you said, or you're depleting yourself of of calories and you're doing this extra cardio and stuff like that, because you want to look a certain way, but you're not going to do it for the rest of the year. Right. So it's like you're peaking for that day when you're going to compete with what we do in other sports. So, right. You get ready. It's like, if you're going to a boxing bout and they give you three months. So you legitimately to get ready nice and tight and then you step on stage that's how you want to do it you know for me it's hard for me because i'm in a natural state a yeah. lot of people are, uh or whatever the case may be or a lot of people doing the bodybuilding sport and they are enhanced with sports it have been drugs that's how it works bodybuilding is one of those bodybuildings where either you can go all in you'd be natural and you understand that you're not going to be true all the time but if, to me if you can stand up with the best of them you'd be okay you see what i'm saying and i've done that i did two natural shows i hit them up and i still with the best of them third place in one fifth place in the other to me i was like wow like like that and i know that you know enhancing sports drugs take a big role in this game but you'll be very discouraged if you don't understand the whole overall when it comes down to the bodybuilding scene yeah i no, i i agree with you 100 percent. now something i also think is very like i have much respect for you because you do this like you're a parent right so you have kids so how hard right. is it balancing being a parent having to obviously work because you have to work to live, to have a roof under your head, and training. How hard is it balancing those three things? Like, well, it's very hard, and honestly, it takes a team. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Uh, I've been fortunate enough to be in a position where I could do all that, work three jobs, be there for my kid, and yeah. then go to the gym. It takes a team. I'm not gonna lie to you, but uh, 
that it, it's hard. It's not easy because you're waking up earlier and look, you're waking up before everybody and you're sleeping after everybody. If you understand yeah. what I mean. So it's very tiring, but at the same time, to me, passion. When you're so passionate about something that you truly love, no matter how many times like you come to a bad spot, you always figure out how to restart the engine. And you keep going towards your passion, and that's what it is with me. You know what I mean? So no matter how hard it is to have my three kids or my two kids at one time, like depending on how I split them up, and then things like that, I was like, to me, it's like I keep coming back to what making time for my passion. Yeah, and. and- Again, like I'm going to refer back to your Instagram stories because, yeah, he, guys, he's, he's very active on Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll say it again. He brings a very fresh perspective into training because oftentimes people people say, and, and I do agree with them, that training or, or trying to do resistance training is it's difficult when you're having to balance work and have a family and be a parent and, and kind of be yourself, right? Don't lo- like not lose yourself in this whole crazy world, but... <laughs> Like I, th- I think Nick always sends a very positive message where he'll find time. Sometimes, for instance, like when it comes to nutrition, the easy thing for him would be to, to I don't know, sleep in and wake up ten minutes before work, get up, grab some coffee, and then just take off to work. But he, he, like I've seen it. I'm, I'm usually up around seven, seven thirty. But when I wake up and check Instagram, Nick's been up for like two hours already. Why? Because four, he's hey, four. <laughs> he's up I could go to sleep at 3 a.m. and wake up at 4 a.m. Like, nope, we got to make these meals. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's 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 tough. But yeah, so Nick does a really good job of, of doing that. Obviously, I think if he can make things better, and I'm not preaching for you guys to like not sleep and and right. uh, make these excessive, like unnecessary sacrifices, if that's the case. Like if you can get your eight hours of sleep, get your eight hours of sleep. But I guess the point I'm trying to make is, Nick make no, makes no excuses in the sense where he wants something to happen. So he'll wake up earlier to get that done. He, he's off of work and uh, sometimes he, he doesn't want to train or he has a very small window to train, but he still goes in the, to the gym and he, he gets work done. And I think that's something very, something again, very important that you're preaching and, the, and that you're giving to your followers because you do have a huge following. And I do see a lot of people tagging you in stories all the time. Right. You're right. motivating them. Right. And, and that's very important because we're, we're like ranking number two in the world in terms of obesity. So you bring this no excuses mentality to people. And, and I think that's very important. I mean, what, what do you think about this? No, I think it's, I think at the end of the day, it's not that I try to preach no excuse. Um, but uh, what I try to preach is don't give up. I yeah. think it's more I'm trying because honestly, life is, I know life could be hectic. Like right now, the coronavirus time. Dude, it's every excuse not to want to move. Every excuse. But the thing is, okay, if you need that time to stop because you're trying to figure out what's going on with the pandemic or your life is in shambles, okay, stop. Guess what? You feel that pain for that little bit, and guess what? You got to keep on moving. So that's what I try to preach. Like, just keep on going. You know what I mean? Like, whatever it takes, yeah, we can have no excuses all we want, but sometimes we do have excuses. But how do we get around your excuses is what I try to uh, push. Yeah, that's, again, that's very important. And, and I do want to highlight that because and congratulate you because you do a great job of sending that message. Um, another thing, another thing I believe you do really well and it, and it resonates with what you post is um, you're very honest in the sense where sometimes you've been training for a while and then life gets in the way because life will get in the way. Um, I appreciate, you know, I appreciate that, that you see that. I appreciate right. that. No, of course it's 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 evident. So you've been yeah. training for for a while, and then life gets in the way, so you have to stop training. But that is never 
I don't, th- I don't think at least I've never seen that as your excuse to just stop training forever. You kind right. of deal with whatever's going on and then you always circle back to training. So, um, right. how, like, how do you do that? What, what keeps you motivated when life gets in the way? Because I think that's a very common theme right now. And, and you bring up a very good point in terms of coronavirus, but how do you always right. tend to find your way circling back to training and, and living that healthy lifestyle that, that you live? To be honest with you, um, I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired of quitting on myself. Mm. And at the end of the day, I always tell myself, man, like, no matter how much you've been through, because I've been through a lot of stuff, you know, and I was like, no matter how much you've been through, guess what? You always find a way, one, to stay alive, because I've been in some brutal situations. I'll go, two, but you always seem to know when to back off and make the right choices. So if that's going to be the case, no matter what, come on, man, just keep on trucking. It, it was the self, yeah. you know? And then I would go on social media and I would see people like in unfortunate situations, like they're in the Olympics with like, you know, in a wheelchair, you know, doing their thing. And I'm like, wow, like I always pay attention to that. I always circulating in my mind, like they don't stop. Now they're in the Special Olympics competing, still going. You see what I'm saying? So those are things I think about when, you know, times get rough. And I was like, you know, we got to keep starting this engine until it becomes a machine. And that's why I work on that till today. I still got life problems and things happen, but you know what? I'm learning to become that machine. And that's how I stay motivated, but just, just by knowing those little bit of things. Yeah, I mean, life, life isn't easy. And, I, and I, I think we're all aware of that at this point in our lives. Unless you're a little kid, then you just, <laughs> I think life is just like, oh, people wear masks now, right? And like, you're not aware of anything being different. Uh, something I do want to ask you, though. So you have some very catchy, catchy phrases and all that stuff. Um, I'm not going to ask you where you come up with that because I want you to keep that a secret to yourself, but I do want you to talk more about your brand. So like, I, like I mentioned earlier, earlier in the recording, you started as, um, super, super five fitness. And then that's, that's kind of slowly transitioned into something else. Um, the uh, so, the, now it's the sauce team, right? Yes. Um, so I just kind of talk about that in the branding or the whole history of your branding and how that got started. Because I think it's a really it's a really cool story to share with the people. Well, I think the Superfly Fitness came um, one day. I was a transition when my life I was about twenty five. I was sitting at a desk. I was doing security work. Okay. And I remember this fly kept, zzz, and I was like, man, I was like, it did not leave me alone. I was like, yo, I took a shower, y'all, chill. But that fly keep messing with me. Yeah. So I remember, like, I had like a little, uh, I think like a little um, napkin, and I remember hitting, and I got it, and I hit it, got it on my way, whatever. We're not gonna say too much more of that because Peter will come find us. But uh, <laughs> but uh, after that, it dawned on me. I was like, you know what? You like fitness? You're gonna go to uh, into fitness. You can call yourself Superfly Fitness because yeah. that fly did not do nothing. Like it wanted me, and it didn't. It did not stop until it's either one get what it wanted or it's till it was dead. So that's when I went with the Superfly Fitness, and that's how that started. Okay. Yeah. So again, like I remember your t-shirts um, and then that's slowly transitioned into the man with the, with the, the, the team, the yeah. sauce team, the man with the sauce. How is that? Uh, how did you come up with that? Or how did that transition happen? Well, um, it was very, it was like, sometimes when you have a brand that you've been pushing for so long, you want something new. So Superfly Fitness was there. What happens? I launched it. I did the shirts and everything like that, but the, I, I did not know how to go with time. Meaning I didn't have like that, um, you know how you market, you have to understand where the market is going. Yeah. I didn't understand that at that oh, time. Okay. So one day I was on social media 
And then one day I remember go, oh, I'm going to put a little bit of sauce on it. And I was going to church and I sprayed this like spray on me, a cologne. And I was like, oh, the sauce, baby. But it was just in my head. It just came out of nowhere. Like, of period. So then I started getting people hitting me up with a story like, oh, the sauce, baby, the sauce, baby. I was like, oh, okay. So I started saying, it's your boy, Superfly, the man with the sauce, baby. Then it went from Superfly to, it's the man with the sauce, baby. And that's how that transitioned. And then people loved it. They are like, oh, I got the sauce. And then I came up with the, you know, if you ain't dripping, you're slipping uh, yeah. slogans, wet. So, yeah, that's how that transitioned to that. Well, actually, I, I see a lot of people posting that. And again, it's 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 the catchphrases that get people motivated, and if that's what's going to, if that's what it's going to take to get people, you know, off off their chair and, and moving, then I, I love it 100%. So like I'm I'm supporting that movement 100% just because of that that simple thing, right? It's like people want to be a part of something, and and I feel like again, like I feel like you do a great job of that of creating this sense of community, and everybody always wants to belong to something, which is great. Like I want to belong to something, but like I feel like I belong to a, to a certain um, to a certain group of coaches, to, to a certain uh, view of of the fitness industry, and then you're doing this for other people who who necessarily who I don't know maybe they did, they hadn't found their way, and like now you've created this whole new avenue, and like people are being welcomed welcomed into the um, into the fitness industry, and it's awesome because we're getting people healthy, and as fitness as fitness uh, as fitness experts, that's our job, right? It's, right. It's our job to make people healthy or to get people moving. Which again, like you're doing a great job of that. Where, um, where is that brand going? Because I, I know, like, the brand is going pretty good. We're going to be launching 2021. The thing okay. is, I learned a lesson from my first brand and the mistakes I made, and I learned about the marketing and learned about you know how to keep transitioning and okay. and all knowing your demographics and things like that. So now I know that. So uh, right now. I just set the tone. I put myself out there as, you know, the man with the sauce, this yeah. and that. I'm realizing how far I could go. So now I'm making the proper moves, like the LLC and all that. I'm making the proper moves to take awesome. it to the next level. So we'll be launching in 2021. Okay. Um, what, what, so what, what's, uh, so you're going to launch in 2021. What does that include? What is, uh, what is the brand coming one coming with? Sorry, one-on-one training. Okay. We're going to gonna do right now, you know, with the whole coronavirus, things like that, we're going to do online training first. So we're going to give people their plans. Like if they, they, if they like have a gym that they could go to, we'll ask some questions, we'll assess them. And then we'll go ahead, help, uh, go ahead and help them through the online. I'll be having plans and everything online and we'll go from there. Then as the time we get better, then we can actually be around people, things like that. That's when I go to one-on-one training plans. We do the park camps and all that's coming. And of course we're going to have apparel, but all that's going to come in 2021. So it's, it's, it's a huge umbrella that we're, we're focusing on. That's good. That's uh, that, that's awesome. Con- congratulations on congratulations Thanks, on that. Um, again, like I've seen your hard work. You've worked yourself from the ground up a bunch of times. Um, it's like it seems, it seems like this is like this is this is going to be your thing from now yeah. on. And like I really do see this thriving. So so I, I just man. congratulations, dude. I appreciate you, hey, Martin. Man, I want to let you know, man. You on too, man. You started your own little uh, thing in fitness with the bags and things like that. You know what? Smooth, bro, because you know you always did things from the ground up, from the skeleton to the muscle to the out. You understood that, um, and I appreciate that. And trust me, I watch your page daily, because some of those exercises that you do it can help me stretch out. Like I hurt my back with the bag, and how you lean against the wall, things like that. You on to something, big dog? Yeah, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, I was just again, like I was just lucky. Um, I was lucky enough to to have cross paths with the people that I've crossed paths with um, 
And um, I found this Avenue uh, DVRT, right? Um, Ultimate Sandbag. I think if you guys are on my page, you guys know what I'm talking about. I try and post weekly. So uh, <laughs> it, 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 it does. It, it, um, but it, you went from, because you were doing the kettlebells and you went to the kettlebells to the sandbags, right? Yeah. So um, that's actually a question I get asked a lot. Like, because, you know, like th- there's like different labels to like, um, oh, are you doing bodybuilding? Are you doing um, power lifting? Are you doing power building? Because that's also a thing now. Are you doing right. Olympic weightlifting? Doing CrossFit? What do you, like, what is it that you do? Um, and that's a conversation I have with uh, with my colleagues all the time. And I don't like I, I necessarily I honestly don't know what to label myself besides like um, I'm trying to I guess I'm trying to teach functional fitness in the sense. And I know that term thrown around a lot. Yeah, you yeah, you're technical and functional for sure. Yeah. 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 So it's like it's trying to find a definition of what functional fitness is because there's different definitions being thrown around all the time. So I, the focus is more so um, trying trying to coach and, and teach and train the way that the body was designed to train because I, right. I, I know like a very common theme for functional fitness is train for life. But like, like I'm, I'm having to post this week and I talk about deadlifting again, nothing against deadlifting. If you want to deadlift heavy, that's awesome. If it's part of your sport, if it benefits you sweet, but like one of the big arguments for deadlifting is always like, Oh, well, it's very functional. So then like, I bring up the question, well, when's the last time that you're like close hampered weighed more than hundred pounds. So again, right. it's like like that definition, right? And again, like I'll, 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 mention, that, I'll mention that again. That's pretty much it, right? Yeah, it's it's always it's always a, it's always a question, but um, again, like nothing against anybody, everybody, everybody. Like I think there's enough there's enough uh, sunshine for everybody. There's enough room for everybody. I, I, I think how we keep it is like what we tell people instead of trying to make what we trying to preach is right. Yeah. Just let people understand that whatever sport that they're doing. Is going to come with certain exercises. Yeah, of course, we don't need to sit here and do a 600, 700-pound deadlift. That's for the sport that they're in. So whatever they feel comfortable on doing, that's where that's where that comes in, if you understand what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, now, I know you've coached a few times. So talk, talk to us about your coaching experience and how that was. Because I know back in Somar, you did the – the strength, the strength training for the for the football team for a while. How how was that experience? And I know you've done personal like personal training, and you've prepped people for competitions. So right. how, how has that experience been for you? And and are we going to see more of Nick, uh, Nicholas Cacho as a coach next year? Right, um, we're gonna get back. I'm gonna get hands on. I'm very hands on person. Um, I have trained. I have trained a bikini competitor. Um, that was my first coaching job. Lafishly. When it comes out to somebody competing, having to watch their meals, having to watch their weight and understanding that their body wasn't about how I run my body. It was a lot of, you know, trial and error, but we made it happen. So, um, yeah, uh, that person at the time, which was my client, um, she became, what, third overall that weekend and fifth overall, something like that. Well, no, I think I'm wrong. She became third in her class and fourth overall. So, therefore, she, she had a chance on going to her national show. So that was fun. Being uh, one-on-one, hands-on with people is fun. Um, uh, what was the other question you asked me besides? You, uh, you so how, how was your coaching experience? Because um, I, I know you did the, the strength training for the football team for a while. Okay. You and Mike teamed up um, for to do the strength training for the football team. How was that experience? And do you ever see yourself getting back into, into like that avenue of coaching as well? Yeah, coaching was fun. Like I said, I coached this girl into her show, and that was fun. Um, previous to that, I was coaching, the, you know, the teenagers over there, some high school, uh, for this respective sport, though. It was different. 
Like, I know when he sent you guys to me, since you're a great coach, you already had them on a regimen, but sometimes they're like, oh, you know, like we don't have that thing, whatever. And we understood that that's strength and conditioning, that's soccer. So we can't sit them having them train heavy or whatever, like the um, uh, football players. So we, we have to knew what they needed for their training, which is a lot of functional training, which is you do uh, on that um, uh, football field. I call it football field, which is football, you know? So, uh, I think at the end of the day, coaching for me, hands-on is my best, my my best uh, attribute. And uh, the thing is, like, I will be hands-on next year, but at the same time, I do have a full load. So I'm going to try my best to only do, like, kind of VIPs, access, hands-on. But, you know, more pay attention to my surroundings with my kids and everything like that. But we do one-on-one, but it only be, like, VIP purposes. Are we going to see you competing anytime soon? Uh, we're going to be uh, competing in 2021. Matter of fact, when I get off the phone here and this meeting, I'm going to call the coach. We, we're coming up with something, a game plan. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. I do have a question that I've always wanted to ask you. Your last name is So are, are, you like, are you Latino in any way? <laughs> hey, Latino, man. If I can talk some Spanish, man. No, man. What happened is my dad is, my dad is from Belize, Belize, Central America, and they take on the Spanish. So they influenced by Spanish very heavy. So that's where I got the last name Cachos. Spanish influence, yeah. Have you ever been to, to Belize? Uh, small, but I don't remember nothing else too small. Okay. Well, I'm trying to make a trip now uh, in the next, hopefully, couple. I was supposed to take a trip in 2021, but the COVID hit. Okay. So hopefully maybe either late 2021 or 2022 to go out there and visit. Wow, yeah. And so there you go. I, I've had this question for years, and I just I never found the right time. <laughs> so I'm like, this is this yeah. is the perfect opportunity to ask him about his last. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Honestly, that's the number one question I get all the time. Honestly, when I, I hear my last, name, yo, where you from? <laughs> I, mean, I have seen you, um, and I don't want to screw this up, but I have seen you play the drums to, to like, is it Caribbean rhythms or it's, it's more uh, Caribbean it's, music? Right, uh, Garifuna, uh, uh, Garifuna, Belizean. That's their, their language. Punta. Uh, yeah 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 so if you guys if you guys have ever seen nick he's also great at dancing and he'll sing um, <laughs> on, his, on his ig so if you guys want to see some <laughs> stuff and dancing he's he's a guy to he's a guy to follow <laughs> it's um, all about the motivation sometimes you got to do weird stuff to motivate people and that's what it is it, it works uh so we're almost gonna wrap it up here i do have the okay. two questions that i ask everybody that's on the show so two questions do you remember the first time that you ever trained strength train and how you felt afterwards and then the number two question is if you could tell something to your younger self what would it be um that first question i'll just i'll go briefly over my story i i went to usa fitness with my cousin and i was i did like every machine and i was sore for days so that's my story i was like 17 or 18. um what what's your story of your first time or your first experience training my first experience training was uh if we, if we talk about the first experiences with um my coach back in high school with the uh, football. And I remember putting through a circuit. Uh, it was crunches, yeah. bench press, shoulder press, and squats. Wow. And I remember, dude, I was like, I had to go through all that. We were so excited. We got through it. But I was like, oh, wow. Like, this is a mission. That's so amazing. that's that's why I remember that first one. Strength training, yeah, and, and bodybuilding. I think that's a little bodybuilding. I think football is close to bodybuilding. Mm. You know, that's, yeah. Yeah, awesome. So, what about that second question? If if you could tell anything to your younger self, like from whatever experience you have now, what would it be? What would you tell, tell you? Gotcha. Don't tell my younger self. 
hey, you idiot. You should listen to your first mind. Because now I think about it, and I swear, every time I think about the weird stuff that happened, I always said, man, your first mind told you this, and you never followed it. So I'll say, uh, go with my intuition and my first mind. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think that's 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 important. Um, but, I mean, hey, it's life, right? So right. I think it's stuff that I would want to tell my younger self at this point. But, I mean, it's too late. So the only, honestly, the only option we have is to just learn from from experience right. and from life and from, you know, whatever's happened. and. Um, just grow as people because I know you're really big on that too. On right, no, no, grow, grow, grow is key. And the only way to grow to understand, honestly, I've been starting reading books, yeah, books and about life. And the owner, to me, the only way to live your passion, one is to always study your passion yeah. and to just study about life and read about it. Because when you read, your intellect comes a little bit different. Yeah. I've been reading so much for the past four months. I'm on a whole nother planet. Just um, here, mental-wise, because I was able to pick up that book, understand, read, and grow. That's going to be the key to keep on growing, but doing the things that you don't want to do to grow. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And then, um, like like I said before we started, uh, before we started this call, and then we we jumped on the phone. If if you guys haven't, if you guys aren't following Nick, and um, I mean, I've been following him for years now at this point. But I like I, I told him straight up, like you are you've been a whole different person for the past for the past months. Like I know this year's been hard, but I also feel like it's been it's been a year of growth for Nick. And I can't speak for him one hundred percent. Like I'm just speaking from what he allows us to see, which I again like I feel like he's pretty open, he's pretty straight up. With him, it's not all um what is it, roses, right? It's it's not all nice, it's not all pretty. He's he's it's raw. It's raw, yeah. Very he's very raw. Um he's very straightforward on his Instagram. Um so yeah, so for the past months, at least, at least for him, like I've seen a complete 180 in terms of just like he, he's vibrant at this point. And I'm not saying he was very dark before, but you can just feel that that he's heading in the, in the right direction. And even if life has given him many uh, many blows at this point, he he's been able to persevere and, and continue, which is very important. It's, it's a very important um, thing to learn. And and I'm very and I'm very happy for Nick. And and like I'll, I'll tell him straight up again. I'm just I'm very happy for you and I'm very excited to see where you're gonna take where you're gonna take your brand and and um and just how far you're gonna go because I'm sure I have no doubt that you're gonna that you're gonna make it big in in your no it's gonna be good it's like you know through trial and error when you start learning I believe in myself um I think I have a confidence that I never had before and uh, like I said uh once you understand who you are you you're in good shape and I know really understand fully when I was younger how much of a leader I was yeah so understanding now is is up to me to make sure that we make that magic happen and trust me and where I'm at now we're gonna make that magic happen so the brand will succeed uh, in a sense we'll continue I'll pray you know the the God above that gave me more ideas strength and you know things like that but I know God willing he'll he'll put me where I need to be or where I want to be no 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 doubt that's gonna happen I hate to say, I, like, I hate to say people did, like, I hate to use this term, but like, yeah, you, you deserve it at this point. You've worked very hard, so you've earned it more than anything. You've, you've earned where you're going to go and um, excited, excited to see where your brand and how much your brand is going to grow and where it's going to go. Because I know, I know it's going to reach, I know it's going to reach a lot of people. And, and I mean, people are drawn to you and your personality and, and again, get, dude, congratulations. Uh, congratulations on getting 2020 because it was a hard year. <laughs> Hey, Martin, thanks. Trust me, man. Like, I'm watching you too, man. Like, we need to do a podcast on you because, 
you you really went to the nitty gritty with the schooling, going out of getting away from your family, going out. You got a story too, big dog. Thank and you, you sacrifice you sacrifice a lot. And don't think that you know you pay attention to people, the other people pay back attention to you. Because I've been watching you, big dog, and I, I I see what you're doing, and I see how many videos you're putting out here for people educationally a day. What? Keep that up. Keep Thank that up. Big dog. It means a lot, dude. Um. We're gonna wrap this up. Thank you. Thank you for right. being on the show, Nick. Um, right. Where can people reach reach out to you, just in case um, you know they have any questions, more questions about you, or um, just so, in case um, bodybuilder, or, you know, into the sport of bodybuilding, and have some questions? Where can they reach you? So just uh, go to my Instagram page. I'm mostly moving off of that. Um, is the man with the sauce? You'll see a picture of me and my girlfriend kissing me. Click on the page. It's still motivational. I still got my fitness, and I started a new series called Surviving Baby Mamas. I think that's a good life lesson, so you guys should check out. So yeah, just go to the man with the sauce. Uh, yeah, those, those, and it, those are wild. I've, I've listened to those two stories. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot on there, guys. So yeah, <laughs> you know, so funny. You know what I love about it is like. It's so uncomfortable that I want to make it comfortable because a lot of men get the short end of the stick. Mm. We'll talk about that another topic, but I'm so happy that I I was wanting to do I get DMs like saying, Hey man, like thank you. Like I've been waiting for somebody to do this, but they're scared to do it and they're going through it. Yeah. So that's a new project that, you know, besides the bodybuilding that we, you know, we're working on. So yeah, it's kind of like a survival guide to you being in that situation, right? So all the men out there like like you said um yeah. it's, it's your it's your perspective it's your side of the story so it's, right. it's, always, it's always important to almost it's i feel like it's almost like a venting process for you where you're just venting all these things that you've held in for so many years and and that's also important some people write it in a journal some people right. write songs you've you've decided to share your story i, with the world. I, I, that's, I that's awesome. it because at the end of the day um one it's my way and now it's like, you know what? Since I didn't want to, the way I wanted to react, yeah, the way I really wanted to react is off limits. Mm. But now that things are settled and, and I have to understand I have to be bigger because that person is in the same place. Yeah. Now to me, I kind of feel like, how many men out there are feeling the way I feel? Yeah. You know what? Besides that venting point, it's not about that. I legitimately want to help people. Make sure they don't make those mistakes and miss those Christmases and those birthdays or miss a day or a sporting event. I, I don't want them to do it because, you know what, for me, I felt it and it sucked. So I'm legitimately doing it. When I mean I'm telling you I'm doing it because I want fathers who are, who are there to, uh, to um, cherish for bringing the kids' life. I really mean that. It's beyond that. I believe you. I believe you because it's a, it's a tough topic to talk about. And it's, um, again, like it, it's, a, it's a lot to share with the world, but, but who, like, the people that, that are getting these positive positive messages from your story or that are learning, right? They're getting the lessons. Right. The, you know, they're, they're lucky because not everybody's willing to share such such difficult experiences with the world. So, um, yeah, so in names of all those dads, I'm not a dad, but in names of all those dads, like, thank you for, for being so open and for being so raw and for being so straightforward and, and just showing the world that even though life gets tough, um, that, that's, that's not enough of a reason to quit because we can always make ourselves better. There you go, Martin. You're on. You got it right. <laughs> right Nick. Well, it was a pleasure having you, dude. We're going to listen to this. Um, going to be on YouTube because I've decided that people want to see videos of the podcast. It's going to be on YouTube. 
It's going to be on Spotify. And then Apple takes a little bit longer to actually post, but it'll be on all those three platforms. Um, once again, if you guys want to uh, reach Nick, it's at super, yeah. Superfly, or just look up Nicholas Gacho. Nicholas Gacho, C-A-C-H-O. Um, and his page is public. So you guys, as soon as you click on it, you see a bunch of bodybuilding stuff. That is him. Um, so yeah, um, make sure you guys listen to this podcast. Make sure you guys give him a follow. And uh, thanks for being on the thanks for being on the podcast, Nick. Hey, Martin, man, it's, it's, it's time we're due. We're gonna do another one. Sounds good, dude. Looking forward yeah, to proud it. Of you. Yeah, proud of you, man. Keep on going, Thank baby. You. Proud of you too. Looking forward to 2021 and seeing your growth. All right, big dog. Let's roll. Let's go. Hey, you already know how that goes. I will. See you, All right, dude. Martin. Bye. Bye. Uh-huh.